We are so glad you decided to join us today for our Compelled podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you. We would love for you to message us on social media and connect through our website at compelled316.com. Now let's get started. Bob Morrison is here to get us thinking about what it means to live a compelled life. Hey, can we talk about tattoos for a minute? I know everybody has a panic moment when they hear that. Uh, Everybody that has tattoos, including me, yes, I have ink. At least three places that I can think of off the top of my head. And everybody says, oh, okay, so if you're going to talk about tattoos and marking up your body, you must be a traditionalist, a legalist, uh, one of those people that's living in the Old Testament. It's just not true. I was thinking more about it in terms of how it's a marker for where we are in our lives. You know, I was thinking about the idea that we do all these things in our life as we go along. Some people do crazy stuff. Like one day they get up and they go, you know what? I just always wanted purple hair and they get purple hair, but eventually it grows out and you get over it and you go, you know what? That was probably not my best decision. Purple hair was not conducive to my job working at the bank or wherever. And I was trying to process how it is that we, as we go along, we have that moment that I don't know if I want to call it the purple hair moment, but if I did, um, we have this moment where we say, I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to get something inked on my body. And in our mind, I believe that we think it's forever. But at the same time, we forget that it's forever. It's sort of like you take a moment in your life and you say, okay, um, I just love Pokemon. So you get a Pokemon tattoo. And then one day you wake up and you're 75 years old in a nursing home with this bright yellow Pokemon on your body. And um, it loses its um, effectiveness. Its presence is kind of weird. And we do that over and over. And some people, if you notice, like when they do tattoos, they have a mission. Their mission um, is to get as much ink as possible or to tell a story or to put all their kids' names or all their life-changing events, good, bad, maybe a child that died, um, maybe when they got sober, when they got out of jail, when they got married, anniversaries, um, life-like pictures of their grandma on their back and it ends up looking like uh, some zombie from The Walking Dead as they get old and suntan. That tattoo no longer looks like the lovely woman that they're trying to remember. It's really crazy to me when you think about all of the different kinds of ink that you can get and what it does. Where is it memorialized and what does it memorialize? Is it because some people put it on the arm where you can read it. Others hide it on their back. Um, My buddy Roscoe, he has some awesome ink. I love his ink because on his back, you know, he has his last name, uh, just like in pretty good sized letters. And I was chicken out, you know, the the first time I went to get a tattoo, I was in line and I was going to get a slice of pizza put on my arm. It just said, who's next? And it was just a slice of steaming pepperoni pizza. It seemed like such uh, a logical thing at the time. I was like, okay, this will be cool. I sell pizza. I have pizza restaurants. Why not? It made sense to me because that was my battle cry. Who's next? Who's next? And I worked this food truck all the time. And I said that like a thousand times a day, handing out slices of pizza. So I'm in line and I'm at some, basically like a festival, a carnival. And people are, <laughs> that should scare you because people are in line to get tattoos at a festival. So uh, I'm standing in line, a guy comes out and I said, dude, did it hurt? And he looks at me and he said, 
has a stare on his face and his eyes are like almost teary. And he goes, it's a pain like you'll never forget. And I got out of line. I never got the slice of pizza. And now looking back, I'm like, okay, yeah, I probably, it probably saved me having this weird looking slice of pepperoni pizza hanging on my arm all the time. It's just um, that blip on the map of your life that you think I need to make this statement and I want people to see it and know more about me or I want to express my personality with my ink. But then somewhere along the way, either times change or personality changes, your perception of life and the events, and all of a sudden you're looking at it going, I don't want that anymore. And I wonder if we do that with the way that we chase down Jesus. I mean, some of us, you know, in and out of church a lot. Some of us maybe never to church. Some of us like literally born in the pew, you know, mom in the back row screaming for help. Uh, some of us were so raised in the church that it's just ingrained. That's what we do. Every Sunday you go to church, three songs and a prayer and a message. And that's all there is to it. And there's others of us where we like, oh man, I, I want to go to this church because their their praise band is just rocking it out or their seats are super comfortable or I love the way they do their videos or they have this charismatic pastor. A charismatic pastor will draw you to a church and you go, oh, I love this guy. But the reality is, do we love Jesus? So I say all that to say we do the same thing with our churches and with our faith as we do with our ink. You know, we tell ourselves, I'm going to be at this church. I'm going to, I'm buying in. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. It's where I'm supposed to be and you find yourself leading a group or maybe doing a Bible study or you help with mission trips or whatever. And then one day you just get up and you say, I don't know if this is really what I thought it was. And we're able to step away from it, but it leaves a mark on us. You know, I meet people and, and this is the crazy part. There are people who will tell me the events that have occurred in their life based on all of the bad things. But if it's someone who's been in and out of a lot of churches and they're just dealing with the, um, the emotional pain of going to all those different churches and all the things that happen, that's how they tell their story. They'll say, oh, that, that was back when I was at that Methodist church. Or, oh, when I was at the Pentecostal church, this happened. And they have these milestones or markers in their life based on where they were in their faith when they were chasing Jesus. And I think at some point, we just have to get up and say, uh, I don't think that that's where Jesus really would be. And I know that's hurtful. I know what that feels like if you have a church or you're in ministry and people right now are going, I'm done. He's saying that Jesus can't be in church. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if Jesus was in our presence in physical form today, where would you find him? Some people would say, well, we'd have to be at our church because it's the nicest. We'd have to be at our church. We have the best stained glass. Well, it has to be at our church because our band is amazing. Or it has to be at our church because the speaker's just out of this world. And we find ourselves trying to rationalize it into saying this is where Jesus would be based on our appearance or what we're doing. But in the reality, he's most likely out back, standing there barefoot in the mud of some biker bar, hanging out with some dudes who are smoking a cigarette, maybe high, maybe drunk or both. Guys with phenomenal felonies and records. And he's just sitting there 
uh, with them, you know, some little metal folding chair, listening to them tell their story, their pain, their adventures, and him saying, it's okay. I love you anyway. I forgive you anyway. Um, He was never about that whole process of religion. So I think what we have to do is we go through our days and we're we're chasing Jesus and we're looking for him everywhere and we want to do something that he to announce that he's made a mark on our life. I think it has to be in how we treat other people and it has to be about our perception of every event each day. I mean, you can go through an event, something simple as just going to Walmart and come out raging mad because someone else took the last cart or someone fought you over the last discount pastries or uh, they took forever or there was only one line open and the people all around you had a bunch of yard trophies screaming and crying and you couldn't even process a single thought and all these different things that, that can happen can derail you and so you come out of Walmart changed in a bad way you know you're you're mad at the world and it, and it sets the pace for the day and I think the same thing is true when we think about where Jesus is in that process. So you can go in and find the good, even at Walmart, even though you didn't get a cart, even though you didn't get the discount pastry, you have to find a way to look at life in a way that allows you to see the good in it, to see the light in the situation. What is Jesus trying to teach me here? I remember one of the uh, ministry leaders that just really made a mark on me. We would go to some of the craziest places Some of our missions were such a mess and nothing about it was organized. It was so dysfunctional. And when we get all done at the end of the day, he would be sitting there with a smile and he would say, where did you see Jesus today? And we all had this dumb look on our face like, "Uh, dude, we feel like a bunch of cats that just got thrown in the washing machine on spin cycle. But then when you stop and you breathe and you think about it, he's right. Where did you see Jesus today? Where did he make his mark on you? And where did you make your mark on the people around you? I don't know. We got to figure that out, right? And I pray for you and me that that's what we do. Hey, this is Bob Morrison. I'll see you somewhere out there. We are truly thankful you chose to spend some time with us here at Compelled. If you enjoyed today's message, we encourage you to like it, share it on social media, And check out our website, compelled316.com. God bless you, and we hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you somewhere out there.